Hi, everyone. Welcome back for another blessful episode of Encouragement Daily's podcast show. I'm your host, Timothy Bell. Thanks for joining in this week for episode 220. This week's message is Paul's farewell to the Ephesian elders. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining in for another blessful episode of Encouragement Daily's podcast show. Uh, receiving encouragement from the words of God. I know that as we journey in this day right here, we're we're thinking about things that have transitioned in the last day, last few days, uh, probably as recent as, hey, in the last few hours. And, you know, I have spoken many times about analyzing what takes place in your life. And... You know, taking a moment to step back and, and, and pay attention to things and see, okay, hey, am I on the right track? You know, am I still focused as I need to be focused? Uh, what is it that, you know, I need to be retuned to? What do I need to recenter myself in? And I find it very interesting that not everybody does this. And then I also find it interesting uh that those who do do it don't do it often enough. Now, I know you will say, "Well, bro, Tim, how do you how do you, how do you really know about this? You know, what, what what statistics do you have? What numbers? You know, can you give us some numbers? Can you give us some statistics?" Uh, no, no, and no. But this is what I'm thinking, and hear me out. We go through life daily dealing with numerous of things that unfold in the course of our lives each and every day, second by second, moment by moment, hour, day, week, month, year, so on, so on. And unless you are seriously committed, and I mean, I'm talking about so committed to the point where you ain't no with it. On top of every little second and moment that goes on in your life. Meaning that you have a schedule that is so impeccable that if the wind blows, you say, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> you know, type thing. I mean, my whole point is this, is that it, it really would take some serious diligence on the part of you uh, to be able to stay focused, and, and I know some, I know I'm gonna get some feedback and say, "Oh no, you know, you don't have to be that diligent. You know, you just gotta, you know, this gotta do this, gotta get you." Well, your priorities, and I know some will say, "Oh well, you know, it's priority, priority. You gotta prioritize. You know, you gotta prioritize, and you gotta realize what what's important, what's not important, what's needed, what's not needed." I believe that, and this this is just my this is just my opinion. I believe that everybody prioritizes in their own way, and rightfully so, because what is priority to you may not be priority to me. What may be priority to me may not be priority to you. And what is needing to be prioritized on, we may not really be prioritizing on it in in, in the way that it needs to be. We're probably doing it in what we see. It needs, but are we doing it in what it truly needs to be done? 
So when I talk about analyzing yourself, when I talk about taking a moment to step back and breathe, I'm not just really talking about just going by the book, you know, because the book of this can tell you that the book of that can tell you this, you know, and you can hear people say this on social media and on this platform, on that platform. But what is really needing to be done? I'm saying all this and I said all that confusion mumble jumble and I know that's what it sounded like to really get to this when you take a moment and you stop you step back from everything that's taking place in your life and you take that moment that take that time to analyze and to clear your thoughts clear your mind you know pure just pure purize your heart you know just get yourself just cleansed and recenter spiritually I want you to think about this on what guidance are you doing this are you recentering yourself refocusing reprioritizing are you seeking to do this in that of what is in you to do or are you truly wanting to know what God is truly having for you? And the reason why I mention this like this and I bring it up like that is because my brothers and sisters, the last few days, I I wouldn't say I took a sabbatical, but I, I, I took a moment to do a little extended uh, relaxation, you know, from the holiday, the last holiday. And I, I didn't really, I, I don't really celebrate that holiday and I'm not going to get into the reasons why, because this is not the platform for that. Um, but my time of enjoyment and my time of celebrating was different. Um, I took that time to do a, a little brief traveling it wasn't nothing major uh i just went somewhere different you know from where i normally fluctuate at you know uh and i just took some time to really just kind of just pay attention to what's going on with me and to really try to get in tune with myself as far as spiritually because I'm going to tell you something I really want to truly truly at all times be flowing in that of the spirit I really truly want to at all times be able to discern spiritually whether to go not go stand still move what you know what I'm saying and, and yay nay and, and, and really be able to discern and know when God's talking to you and know and know what it is he's saying and, and, and you know even if he sends somebody to speak a word in your life is this really God you know did, did God really send this person to speak this word to me or is this person just acting out of what they uh, 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 would consider themselves as being you know a, a, a prophet or prophetess you know are they just trying to you know glorify you know what's in their minds you know to 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 do or to or, or, or wanting to become and that's another thing 
uh, being mindful and careful to not glorify that which is of your flesh. Because your flesh will want to be something that is not spiritually. And I'm always questioning myself, is this, is this me? Am I supposed to be doing this? Am I, you know, this coming for? And I know people say, well, man, you should not be questioning. You know, if you, if you sense that God's laid on your heart to say something, you shouldn't be questioning. I'm not saying I question it. I'm saying I question me. And if you have never did that, then, well, I don't know. Then maybe I question you. <laughs> uh, because I believe that at some point, at some time, at some given time in that of our journey, flowing in that which is laid upon our heart and call of us to do, that we're going to have a moment where we're going to question what we got going on in our lives. We're going to question, okay, is, is this on up and up right now? Should I really, is this what I need to be doing? If you've never questioned, then... I don't know. I, I I mean, that to me is like not wanting awareness, not wanting knowledge, not wanting to to not wanting clear clear clarity. And me, I, I I want clarity. You know, even if I receive clarity on something, I I still want clarity. Uh, I want clarity on on, on other things that may come forth because, and, and reason for that is not that I, I'm wavering in my faith, but. If you have a moment where something calls, comes forth or you have a moment where you say, well, Father, I'm not understanding in this, then I want clarity. It doesn't mean that I'm doubtful. I'm just not understanding in it. I don't have enough knowledge for me to be able to say, okay, yeah, I got it. So I need some more knowledge. I need some more guidance. I need, I need more taught to me and I believe that we we don't do that enough I believe that we don't that we're not honest enough about knowledge about what we know what we don't know what we are needing and what we're seeking I don't think we're always as up and up on that and I think one reason that is is because one I believe it's embarrassment. I believe it's that, you know, we don't want to be, we don't want to feel ashamed that we don't know or understand or that we don't have knowledge of that yet. And I'm going to tell you something. I believe that being humble is truly just that. It's humbleness. And when you learn to humble yourself, even in the moments when it might make you seem less educated, then you are truly humble. Because it, it takes a lot for a person to do that. It really does. It takes a lot for you to stand in front of anyone and speak any words that will make you seem or come off as less knowledgeable, less educated. And I'm not talking about coming off as sounding stupid or dumb as some people would like to put in the words of vocabulary using. But uh, I'm talking about just seeming as someone who is untaught. Seeming as a someone who, who, who has no knowledge at all. And we don't like to 
flow like that. We don't like to be in circles like that. You know, when we come amongst our so-called friends and our buddies, you know, we want to portray and put forth that persona that we know something. And, you know, that we, we, we got it on, got it going on and that we, we have knowledge. I'm going to say this, and, 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 and I know some people are probably going to not like it, and they're going to probably hate on me, and probably, get, you know, it might be somebody, you know, it might just somebody slash over. But look, you know me. I, I like to try to be transparent and just as honest as I possibly can be. But I'm going I'm to I'm go out on a, as this, on a limb here and say, and this is my opinion. If the circle that you're flowing in, that you vibe with, that you sit and have communication, with you fellowship with you read the word with you pray with you know whatever if you are not comfortable enough in that circle to admit that you do not have knowledge in something then I'm going to say that that circle is not meant for you or let me put it another way you're not meant for that circle uh, now some people get offended by that because they're going to, oh, no, you shouldn't, you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, that. No. Let me say this again. If you are not comfortable enough in the circle of that of your sisters and brothers in Christ that you fellowship with, whether that be prayer time, reading the word, or just conversation, hanging out, checking out a movie, going to some kind of event, going to church. If you cannot openly, without experiencing any shame or feeling as if, like, you don't know what you're doing or what you're saying, if you can't express yourself, in a way that would jeopardize the integrity of you. And I don't mean as if you like you did something wrong, you sinned or something like that. No, I mean as far as like you having knowledge and you, you know, knowing things or not knowing. If you can't be open to them about that, if you can't say, well, hey, you know, listen, guys. Um, you know, last week we talked about this and that and that and that. And there's something that I'm still not, I, I didn't get this one part. You know, when everybody else said, oh, you know, we got it and they moved on, you know. But then you say, no, I, I you know, I'm still kind of hung up on this one thing and I, 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 I. But, you know, you kind of held it in because you didn't want to seem as if, like, you was unable to obtain that knowledge, to secure that, to withhold that. And I'm going to tell you, don't be shamed. Do not be shamed. That's just like reading the word and, me and memorizing the, the scriptures. Not everybody's good at memorizing the scriptures. Not everybody knows scriptures. But as soon as you start reading, you'll be like, yeah, that's in John so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so. But ask them to recite it, and they couldn't. Ask them to say it before you start reading, and they, they probably can't. But I will say to you, if you come across anyone like that, don't, 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 don't be so harsh on them. Oh, you must not be reading your word. You must not be. No, 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 don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Because what you're doing is you're putting even more shame and guilt on that person because now they're thinking that, oh, okay, you know, what I'm doing is not enough. Because see, they're already thinking what they're doing is not enough. They're already 
in, in some ways condemning themselves. No condemnation, people. And, and so here you are, brother and sister in Christ, who is supposed to be edifying them, lifting them up. We're supposed to be speaking words from our mouth that build people, not tear them down. But then here you are saying things like, oh, you ain't reading your word. Oh, you don't, how you don't know that? Da, 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 da. That's not building anybody up. That's tearing them down. That's bringing shame upon to them. So if you want to say something, just say, well, you know, hey, well, um, where is it that you're having problems? What are, what is your method to being able to retain a scripture? You know, show me what it is that you do to help you to try to memorize. And then see if there's a way that you can help them to implement on that. What it is, that strategy. You know, maybe it's something that they, they, they might not be quite doing. Or maybe they're going about it wrong. Or maybe they're using the wrong strategy. Maybe they need to do something different. And, and maybe you might be able to help. We're supposed to be helping one another, my brothers and sisters. We're not supposed to be tearing each other down. And that is the biggest problem that we have as a body of Christ. <clears throat> we always want to make ourselves look better than the other. We're all equal in God's eyes. So if we equals in God's eyes and the word tells us where, where two or more gather, there I am in the midst. So why are we trying to outdo the other person if we gather together in that of conversation in Christ? Well, Christ says that there I am in the midst where there's two or more of us gathered. And if we're the same and he sees us equal in that of his eye, then why are we trying to outdo the other? I, You know, nothing fear, fear nothing. Oh, let's see, I get upset and I go to this. Mm, nothing furates me. Well, there are a lot of things that furate me, but there's one thing that does, and that's that. It just really just gets me going because because you know something that I don't know, you're going to take it and flaunt it in my face. You're going to slap me with it. And you're going to keep on slapping with me, me with it. And then when I'm down and I'm feeling shame and bad about myself, then you're going to kick me. Is that being Christ-like? Is that being godly-like? Is that been walking in that of Christ? Are you been showing yourself as a disciple then? You're, you might be showing yourself as true something, but it ain't a disciple. So, that's why I say when you have those moments when you take a, take a time to step back and, and breathe and you want to analyze how things are going and what's going on in your life, analyze on how you're behaving. Analyze on how you're treating others. As well as where you're at as far as knowledge and understanding and, 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 and your walking relationship with Christ. Because how you treat someone is just as much as important as how you are acting and conducting yourself within that of yourself in front of God. How you treat others is just as important as whether or not you're sinning or not sinning. So... And I know, let, 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 let me say this right here. I know that it's not easy. Because there are people who really just will get under your skin. There are people who really just will, as we like to say, they just try me. They just, oh my Lord, they just try my last nerve. They try me. It's like they purposely are just trying to just be, be a, a, a bothersome. 
Well, when people are like that, you pray about it. You pray about it. You release it to God. And seeing as you're praying, you're praying for that person to come up out of whatever it is that they have a hold over them. Because, see, sometimes people can have spirits on them. They could be under some kind of spell. And they could be acting out of that. Sometimes people don't even really know what they're doing. So you want to pray for that. And then also you want to pray for you and helping you to be able to understand this person and look at them beyond what you are physically seeing in that of your carnal eyes. To look at them in that of the Spirit as Christ, as our God, our Heavenly Father sees them. So that way you will be able to fellowship with them in a way that you can do what is needed to help that person. Y'all can help each other or y'all can help someone else. And I've been there. I've had to do that. And it is the most satisfying thing. It really truly is because, and especially if you are truthful with it. Especially if you're truly, really wanting to be able to truly fellowship with that person. If you're truly, really wanting to get along with that person. And I really did. I wanted to get along with, with that person and others. I wanted to be able to not just sit and, and, and laugh and joke and fellowship with them in, 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 in that of an easy environment, you know, a relaxed environment, but also wanted to be able to express to them, say, hey, okay, this is this, this is that, and be able to st understand where they're coming from and, and be able to do it in a way to where we're not getting frustrated with one another, we're not getting mad at each other, we're not, you know what I'm saying, because all that does is cause issues. Is it trying? Yes, it is. It, it, it is, man. It is. We're all humans and we all have our own way of doing things. And But when we can set self aside and when we surrender ourselves to God and we surrender ourselves to to to, to the guidance and, and, and the governance of the Spirit, it, it's, it just makes things so more, much, much easier because then now... You're in true fellowship with that person because now you can communicate with that person and get an understanding. You get what I'm saying? And then you can share with that person and say, hey, look, man, I, I thought that you were just really trying to be a... No, bro, I wasn't. I really did not know. I was trying to communicate with you. But I felt like everything that I was saying to you, you was taking it as some kind of joke. You, you was taking it as me just trying to be funny. No, I wasn't. Or me just trying to give you a hard time. No, I wasn't trying to give you a hard time. I was seriously trying to communicate with you and i was seriously trying to to let you know that hey this is what i know this is the knowledge that i've learned and obtained and and and, and just saying that hey if it if it's wrong then hey okay let's find out where it's wrong and let's come together to correct it but if it's right then let's take what you know and what i know and let's come together and let's let's find a solution to this problem that we're having and, and, and that's the way i like to be able to conduct you know, when it's flowing in that of ministry. It, and like I said before, is it easy? No, it ain't easy, man. Come on, y'all. <laughs> it, 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 it's not easy. Anything that's good to obtain is not always going to be easy to obtain. But when we let go of trying to handle things in that of self and allow that of the spirit to govern, you know, we take self out of the equation 
things are going to move a lot better. Things are going to be a lot more efficient. Things are going to be a lot more understanding. And it's it's challenging. You know, it's challenging. Some things are more challenging than others. And, you know, some things say, oh, man, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't challenging. It wasn't that challenging to you. And then some things you're like, oh, man, I don't Oh, boy, this is a doozy here. Like, I'm going to have to do a little bit more reading or a little like we're going to have to come together a couple more times until we can get this. I'm telling you right now, straight up. If you have moments like that, man, put aside self. Everyone that's involved, put aside self. And come together and say, hey, look, let's agree that we need to let self out of this. Let's agree that we have been disagreeing because self has been involved. Let's agree that we need to allow the spirit of God to be more of a governance in this situation. And if we take self, self out of this equation and allow the spirit of God that is flowing in each one of us to take governance, we'll make it through this situation. But when we keep fighting with that spirit, that's trying to govern us. We're not getting anywhere. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be conflict. I took this time. These last couple of days. I, I, I went. Uh, I just had it in my spirit to go. I, I, I have this place that I like. I have a couple of places I like to go. I have, well, I have a few places I like, I like to go. Uh, I like being at. And I use the time there to really just kind of just focus on sometimes and and majority of the time just focus on nothing. Uh, For majority of the time that I'm there and then for a percentage of the time I'm there, I, I, I focus on what's going on. And the reason why I say I focus on nothing is because I allow that time that I focus on nothing. To clear my mind, to declutter my mind, to declutter my thoughts, to refocus and, and say, okay, what is it? What is what is my priorities? What should I be really, truly being focused on right now? Because we can't focus on everything. You're only going to be good at doing maybe one or two things, two at the most, maybe. Now, there's some people the other day can they can multitask like it ain't nobody business. But if you're not that person, don't try to make yourself be that person. If you, if you at best can focus on maybe two things without everything being chaos, being chaotic, then I would say to you, then focus on those two things. Choose two things through that of prayer and focus on those two things. And watch God move in your life. And right now, that's where I'm at. I have a few projects. And I have just really been to the point where I'm like, when is this going to get done? I'm trying to do a little here. I'm doing a little there. I'm working on this. I'm working on that. 
but I truly am like, okay, when is this going to, you know, and there's moments when I look and I'm like, man, I don't see any progress. And then I start feeling a little kind of shame and a little embarrassed because I'm like, how is it that I, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be doing this and doing that, but I don't see any progress. And, and I'm going to tell you something. We we can be doing everything we think we can be doing. We can be really doing some things and working and moving this and doing that and talking to some people and conversating and fellowshipping and networking. And still nothing get done. At least it doesn't seem like nothing is, is manifesting. In moments like that, we need to analyze something. And I believe that that's something we need to analyze is... Are we doing what we're supposed to be doing? Is this what we're supposed to be doing? So when you when you take that time to yourself, think about that. Clear yourself. Clear your, clear your thoughts. I mean, really, clear your thoughts. Clear your thoughts. Your prayer. Say a prayer. You know, Read some, you know, read some word and just have some time to just breathe, just relax. Don't do nothing to just sit there and just breathe and meditate on what you read. Uh, it ain't necessarily got to be something you just read. It could be a scripture that you know, you know, that's your favorite scripture and you have it like truly memorized. Then just meditate on it. Meditate on it and just get quiet and just meditate on it. So that you can clear your mind. Refocus yourself. Recenter yourself in that of God. Purify your heart. You're letting everything go. You're, you're sitting and you're saying, God, forgive me. You're, anything that be on my heart that is not right before you, that is not pleasing unto you. I seek that it be cleansed from me. That it be purged from me. Let my heart be as whole and true before you as that is Christ. Let myself, O oh Father God, before you be sanctified and holy and upright in front of you, O oh Father God. In all things, in all thoughts, in all desires. O oh, blessed be, O oh Father God. Let my words that come forth be truly, truly sung unto thy ears. Let that of my thoughts be as wonderfulness unto thee. O oh, blessed be, O oh Father God. Let everything that come from me flow as that of milk and honey. Be truly blessed, O Father God, unto thee. And let my presence be as white as snow. O Heavenly Father, may I be purged and cleansed in my heart and my mind. My soul be on to you. In Jesus' glorious and wonderful name. When you put forth that effort. And you do it enough times with sincereness. I believe. That you will get somewhere. I believe that it will it will help you to recenter a lot better. It will help you to be able to see things a lot clearer. Because you're seeking clarity. You're humbling yourself and meekly coming before God and saying, Father, I'm at a crossroad. I, I thought that I was doing the right things. But now I'm beginning to question whether or not I'm moving in the right way. I think I might have veered off a little bit. So I, I, I need to make sure that 
I'm still focused. I'm still on track like I was supposed to be. Yes, it, it was a little pleasurable what I did for that little moment, for that few moments of an uh, hour or two or a day. But Father God, I know it was wrong and I ask for your forgiveness. I repent of my sins. And I truly desire for this not to be me anymore. And I understand that I am weak and I need thy strength, oh Father God. That which you've instilled in me for some reason I have not been able to bring it forth. What am I liking? Oh God, help me. You see, one thing I, I'm going to tell you I think about. And we're going to have a sit down with David one day. We're going to have a sit down with David. Because David... David, David was a man after God's own heart. He, 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 I could see how God spoke so highly of him because David, in the midst of all things, in anything that went on in his life, David was talking to God. David truly would come to God and be like, Father, or Lord, hear me. He, you know, he's like, this is your servant. You know what I'm talking Like, you know, he would just just get in a place and just begin to talk. And he just cried to God. So, he was open and true and sincere in his words. Now, did, did, did that mean he was a good person all around? No, we all know the story of David. We know what he did. Just like we know what Moses did. But, my brothers and sisters. This is a man that has done blissful things. His words are so blissfully pure in that of holiness. I cannot tell you how many times I've sat and read over Psalms and different scriptures and have a revelation of how that went so well to what was going on in my life at that moment. And how it made me felt that, wow, I truly was not the only one that was going through something like that. To truly know that at some given point, at some time, somewhere, somebody was going through what I was going through. And, and it's to possibly know that here and now in this day and age that someone is possibly going through what I'm going through now. And to know that they sought the guidance of that of thy heavenly father. To know that they just talked to him. That they cried out to him. Come on y'all. Sometimes I guess, you know, we be looking for the most deepest of answers to some things. You know, we be looking for something that so deep and profound, you know, it's like, well, man, I need to know this. And uh, how, do, how do I go by this? And, and then when somebody says something to you and, and, and they give you an answer and that answer is so simple, you look at them like, what? No, man, no. What I No, what I'm trying to find out is how do you No, bro, I just told you. 
No, that can't be it, man. It's got to be more to this. Something you 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 holding something back. It must have been something you missed. You must have missed something, man. You must have went to sleep, but you stepped out or something. You you missed something. No, my brother. No, my sister. I didn't miss anything. What I just told you is exactly what I received. That's what you got to do. And so, it's not always, everything that you're dealing with doesn't always need some profound, theological, hardcore type spiritual answer. (laughs) Uh, God would do things so simple sometimes as to confuse the world. And oh, excuse me, if we're flowing in in that of trying to be so spiritually perceiving, we're trying to be <laughs> so knowledgeable, and we're gonna miss it. When we humble ourselves and we're meek before God, I believe that we learn so much. Because we're coming before him as babes. We're coming before him as as children that have just been birthed forth. We're coming before him unknowledge, unknowing. Teach me your precepts. Let that of your statues be meditated upon my heart daily. You see, David, David David had a way about saying things. David had a way of bringing forth his feelings. And the desires that he had at that moment, he had a way of speaking the words to where everyone could like, wow, that's so on point right there. That's just how I'm feeling. Like, that's, that's, that's. That's straight up what what I I mean that that sums it up right there, like yeah, help me, <laughs> you know, and, and and that's why I think a lot a lot of people can can relate so well to Psalms, you know, um, it's because it's because of that. So here we are right now. We 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 always try to figure things out. And then, I'll be honest with you, excuse me, I'll be honest with you, my brothers and sisters, I, I do believe that sometimes not everything is meant for us to be to be trying to figure out. There's some things that are not meant for us to really be knowledgeable on, at least not to an, an in-depthness. And when it is, I do believe that that knowledge will be revealed unto us. I think about, and as I say this, I think about, this is what came to me. This is what came to me. As I said what I just said. What came to me is what God said to Adam and Eve. He told them that in the Garden of Eve, and he said, you can eat, you can eat anything. He said, just don't take from the tree of life. Do not take of its fruit. Or you will what? Die. What really happened is they became knowledge 
They became knowledgeable of something that they had no knowledge of. Their eyes were open to something that, that, that for a moment they were blind to. They had no knowledge or understanding to. They didn't even know that it was a, such a thing. So they realized that they were naked. So how did they even know they were naked? What, they didn't even know what nakedness was. They became of knowledge. So, oh my God. There's a time and a place for everything in that of God. And there are times when God will not allow things to be revealed unto you or he will not allow you to partake of some things because he knows you're not ready. And I know some people are going to fight me on this here, but I do believe that the reason why it was said about the tree of life is because God knew that it was not time for that. He knew that they, that Adam and Eve would not be ready for that. That is not what he wanted of them. He did not want them to be acknowledging that way at that moment in time. But I know it's going to be a lot of people that's going to say, no, I don't, that's not what it was, and that's not this, and this is that. If you're reading so-and-so and you're reading there, you'll see that the reason why he didn't want da 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 Okay, calm down. Pull those claws of theologians and back in. Because all I'm saying is this, 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 this is my opinion. This is my, that's it. It's just an opinion. Okay. I just believe that that was just God's way of saying, hey, I'm not ready for y'all to, to, to partake of this knowledge yet. And who knows, he might have never wanted them to partake of it. And then again, maybe he wanted them to do what they did. Who, I mean, <laughs> are, 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 we, are we pretending to know God's thoughts now? That's why I say I, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of, you know, that's my opinion. Like, okay, not trying to know his thoughts, but that. Maybe it just wasn't time for them to learn that knowledge yet. But here we are, and I'm getting ready to close and going into the message for this week. But in your time, in your moments of meditating and taking time to yourself and, 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 and taking time to be before the Father, be before our God, give some moments to that. Give some moments to... Really, truly analyzing where, where are you at? Not just in your walk with God. Not just in your assignment for his kingdom. But in that of yourself, not only as well, but also in that of you towards others. Where are you at? And I know some say, well, you know, we should be looking at ourselves in a whole. Yeah, you're right. And, and so, in other words, that's kind of really what I'm saying. But also, give a little bit more thought on it. Because after all, we're living in a time right now to where there's really so much taking place right now that it is a lot easier to just shun some things off than otherwise deal with them. 
it is a lot easier to just walk away from a person and not deal with them or not have anything else to do with them or not have any conversation with them than it is to really help them or try to be there for them. I know this. I've experienced this. And... I tell you now, if you are if you are that person that you're you're tussling with it a little bit as to whether or not to just stop altogether and fellowshipping with someone because it's like you just can't seem to get them to understand something, you just can't seem to get them to prioritize or you just can't seem to just get them to focus, you just can't seem to get them, you just can't seem to get them. And so you're thinking that, okay, maybe I just need to step back off them before something happens and I get caught up in whatever it is that's going on with them. But your heart and that of your spirit, it seems as if it doesn't want you to let go. Because whenever you say, hey, I'm done, I want to let go, I want to, you know, I'm done with this, I'm not going to communicate with this person no more, then you find yourself communicating with them or you find yourself attempting to or thinking about it. And I know that someone will say, well, you know, that's when you need to pray and give it unto God. True. Oh, true. Yes, definitely true. But in the meantime, while you're waiting on that answer, while you're waiting on that guidance, stand steadfast. Stand steadfast. Let your decisions be as wise as that as Moses. Well, matter of fact, let your decisions be as wise as that of Solomon. You see... We're not going to always get it right. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your blessings and kindness and mercy. I thank you, Father God, for this time that is given unto thee to come forth with your word and to be educating unto that of my brothers and sisters in Christ concerning, concerning knowledge, concerning taking time to reassert thyselves and to recenter thyselves and to clean and refresh ourselves in that of our journey so that we may have a fresh perspective on the things that we may encounter so that we can stay anew, oh Father God, and bring forth all that is of you, the glorious and wonderful news of that of your word. You know that each and every day and every moment and second of the day that we're going through some things we're dealing with life's issues, we're dealing with confrontations, opposition, suffering, and oppression. We have troubles and problems that pile up against us. We're challenged on every corner. But I know that the Lord has said, take heart, be of good cheer. You may have trials and tribulations, he said. But take heart, be of good cheer, for, for I, he says, I 
have overcome the world. And I know that you also say, Father, that I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So I know that in all this, we are blessed. You see, we know that we always have you with us. We know that we are victorious through the blessedness of that of Christ. And although we may be going through, we may be dealing with some issues here and there, we're already victorious. So if we will allow ourselves to flow in all that which is of you, allow ourselves to be truly consumed and edified by that of your word, we will be able to endure. We will be able to truly make it through. And we will see the manifestations of a victory. We will see the manifestations of the blessedness that is laid upon our heart, that is laid upon our lives. And, and we will truly, truly, oh Heavenly Father, be in joyfulness. But I pray for my brothers and sisters. I pray that they will never grow weary. I pray that they will never experience a moment of unhappiness that will overwhelm them in such a way that they cannot recover. I pray, O oh Father God, that they will never have a moment of arrogantness, boastfulness, overproudness, the things that displease you. I pray, O oh Father God, that they will not be able to stand still for the urge and the desire to be in that of your presence. For the seeking, O oh Father God, of that of your kingdom shall have them so rubbed up, O oh Father God, that they cannot sustain. That every moment that they have, every second that's available unto them, with every fiber of their being, they're seeking you. And they're doing, O oh Father God, all that is of them to do for your kingdom. Even in the midst of their troubles. Even in the midst of their heartaches. Even in the midst of life's changing, forever changing issues. So Father, I pray this day and thank you for your blessings of understanding. Thank you for your patience of bringing forth that of your knowledge and counseling us. Guiding us through this world. Helping us to understand the understandable. Helping us to be knowledgeable on the things that are, to some may not be knowledgeable. Helping us, oh Father God, that we learn the best way is to be humble and meek. To be always a babe and receiving. It doesn't mean that you have to perceive yourself. You, you have to bring forth and present yourself in that of a babe. But when it comes to receiving knowledge, be empty so that you can always be filled. Present knowledge. When it's needed to be presented. Walk in it. Flow in it. Live it. Be blessed with it. I thank you Father for the blessedness of that of your word coming forth. I thank you for the almightiness of your strength and your spirit. In the name of Jesus I give thanks and give praise. And the blessedness of thy Father and God. Amen.
Paul's farewell to the Ephesian elders. We went on ahead to the ship and sailed for Assos, where we were going to take Paul aboard. He had made this arrangement because he was going there on foot. Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus to avoid spending time in the province of Asia. For he was in a hurry to reach Jerusalem, if possible, by the day of Pentecost. From Miletus, Paul said to Ephesus for the elders of the church. When they arrived, he said to them, You know how I live in the whole time I was with you. From the day I came into the province of Asia, I served the Lord with great humility and with tears and in the midst of severe testing by the plots of the Jews opponents. You know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there, I only know that in every city that the Holy Spirit warns me that in every every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Now I know that none of you among whom I have gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. Therefore, I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of any of you, for I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Keep watching over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God which he brought with his own blood. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. So be on your guard. Remember that for three years, I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. Now I commit to you God and to the word of his grace which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have not converted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. You yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of my companions. In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Wow.
Now, my <clears throat> brothers and sisters, let me say this first of all. Forgive my forgive my obscured reading. For when I get excited, I, I tend to kind of you know slur a little bit of the words that I am reading. So forgive me for that. But uh, this was a little exciting to me because this and this right here and this message, Paul is basically saying, "Hey, look, I bid you farewell." I have come before you. I have given you everything that is of me that God has laid upon me to give. I have not hesitated. I have not withheld anything from you. And, you know, then he tells them, he says, you know, he encouraged them. And then he, he, he tells them and then he warns them. So. <laughs> Thank you, Father God. He tells him of the things that he's had to endure in the fight that, you know, he has not given up and that he persevered and he uplifts them and, and encourages them. And then he warns them. So he shares a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of testimony of his own testimony in, in an effort to begin to encourage. And then, you know, he edifies them, he lifts them up, you know, with more encouragement and building them up. Then he warns them. At the end, he warns them. He warns them. And then towards the very end, you know, he says, hey, I, I, I ain't never asked you anything. I never asked you for anything. He said, I've never taken no man's gold or silver for anything. He said, anything that I have received, anything that, that I have had set before me, I work for it. And the same with my companions. I have not sat back and received anything that did not, oh my God, did not warrant labor for me. Why did I did not put forth labor for? This is what Paul said. And then at the end, he does, you know, he, he does warn. He, he says, watch out. He said, because I know that once I leave, phew, once I leave, he knows what's going to happen. He said, now I commit to you, God, and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have not converted. Anyone silver or gold or clothing, he says. You yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of my companion. As we says at the end. And then just before that, he says, so be on your guard. Remember that for three years, I never stopped warning you. I never, he said, I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. Now I commit to you, God, and the word. He said, I never stop warning you. And then before that, he says, he says, I know that after I leave, 
Savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the, and, and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. Distort. He said they will distort. In other words, they will, how they say, make confusing the word. Make confusing the teaching. You know, distort it. To where it makes it seem like, oh, it wasn't right, it wasn't true. No, this is what it meant. This is what it really truly meant type thing. So that they can leave, they can, so that they can lead people out of themselves. And lead people astray. For their own benefit. tell you but he said be on your guard you know Paul brought across a lot of interesting things in, in, in this in this farewell speech and, and this is to the elders you know warning them like hey you know it's going to be some stuff that's going to go down he said I know it's going to he said as soon as I leave as soon as I turn my back to walk away as soon as I turn my back to step on my journey, he says, as soon as my foot hit the hit the dirt, <laughs> to walk off. As a matter of fact, it's begun already. It's begun already. Already. It's already begun. So and and, and, and it's, you know what's what's interesting about this right here though? Yeah, I just was thinking about this. What's interesting about this, and thank you, Holy Spirit, that you bring this to me. But what what's interesting about this is that this this, this is nothing new right now. In, in in this day and age right now, this this is nothing because this is going on right here and right now. It's going on right now amongst us. It's going on right now amongst us. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you something straight up. I'm gonna tell you something straight up. This is, hold, hold, hold on a second. Let me get my, let me get myself clear here so you can understand. This is uh, as I as I was stating. This is nothing new. Right now, uh, and in in reality, what I'm really saying is that this you know if you see something like this going on, it's not new. This was doing this was going on back in the day. But not only that, it is it, it is continuing now. This is something that is going on. What you what you hear Paul saying is taking place now. Let's just put it that way. What you hear, what you're reading of Paul, what he wrote here in this scripture, is taking place today. So it ain't changed. It's still going on now. You still got those that are trying to lead people away from what is truly the word. What the word, what the word truly says. There's people who are taking out of contents and saying what they want to say to make it line up to what they want to say, make it line up to what they teach it. And I'm here to tell you right now, you can you can check what I'm doing. You can take the message that I bring forth to you. I give you the scripture at the end of the message. You can go and you can look and see that everything that I read off to you is word for word. 
The only thing that I give you that's any different from what I have read off to you from the scripture is what I sense God has laid on my heart to say to you. And I'm very careful with that. I, I, I ain't got time for games. Because that's that's nothing to play with. It's nothing to play with. I'm not I'm not trying to be something that I'm not. I I, I have no agenda to be before no one to be getting accreditation for you know, that's just if you look at me and say, Well, hey bro, Tim, you know, that message you brought through yesterday, that what you said, that that really was on point because there was some things going on at the moment. Then I'm saying good. Good. Glory be to God. Not glory to Tim. Glory be to God. Because see, it's because of God that you heard that message. Because God laid it on my heart to bring that message forth and to speak the words beyond that which was in his word to speak. So glory be to God. I just was obedient. I just was the obedient message. I I don't I hey. You say thank you, I say okay. You're welcome, but hey, I get a praise right back. I, hey, shine that light right back on God. <laughs> shine that light. Look, look here. Shine that light right back on God. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not shining my light. That doesn't mean that, you know, that I'm not shining what God has given unto me to do. I'm not. That, that doesn't mean that I'm not showing that because I am. <laughs> and I have. I do it through that which is of me to do, and that's to edify, to build people up, to encourage. That's how I shine my light. To shine my light is not to be boasting and being proud of myself. That's not shining my light. Shining my light is encouraging you, building you up, edifying you, speaking unto you the words that God laid upon my heart. That's shining my light. Sharing with you the word of God, that's shining my light. But see, we 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 we're gonna have people that are gonna do the opposite, and we must have we we must be prepared and have an understanding of when these this this moment is being presented unto us, so that we can conduct ourselves accordingly. But you see, Paul says, Paul, yeah. Paul was Paul, Paul was a cool dude, though. I mean, <laughs> Paul said, hey, look at him. He said, uh-uh. <laughs> he said, you, you yourselves know that these hands of mine supply my own needs and the needs of my companion. He said, uh-uh. I ain't got time for that. You, you will not. He <laughs> get me caught up in that nonsense. And then with that, he gives them a word. He gives them truth. It says, he, he says to them, he says, in everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. You see, Paul was giving. He wasn't looking for nothing in return. He was giving. He said, I did 
what was of me to do. And in doing that, I supported myself. Bottom line. I did, I came forth and I did what was of me to do. By God. And I supported myself doing it. So don't get it twisted. I, I'm not here to get nothing from you. Take nothing from you. I'm here to give you. Straight up dude right there. Straight up. Straight up. That's a straight up man right there. Discipleness for sure. So you see... He says unto the elders, Beware. Beware. Because it's going to happen. People are going to come. He said, even amongst you right now already, there's someone waiting to lead people astray. From right up on your very nose. He said, right now. Right now. No sooner than I turn to step, they will begin to implement their strategy. They will begin to call away those who will listen unto them. Wow. I'll say no, man. Don't get me. Don't get it twisted with me. I ain't. I ain't the one. But my brothers and sisters, as we see here, in Paul, as we see here, Paul simply was just bringing forth the word. Paul simply was sharing the goodness of that of God. And then when it was time to move on, he moved on. But he made sure that there were some things that were clear. He made sure that he left on the basis of some clarification. That he clarified some things before he left. And with that clarification he has truly furthermore taught a valuable lesson unto the elders of Ephesians. You know, sometimes we we hold back on that clarification because we don't want to offend anyone. So we don't clarify. Well, you can see here Paul didn't have a problem with offending nobody. Paul had no problem at all. <laughs> I'm telling it like it like like it is, not like it wasn't, not like it was, but as it is. He had no problem with it. But I believe that sometimes we have a problem, my brothers and sisters, on 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 clarifying some things. So that's why when we when we are, are teaching and when we have taught someone we are when we're building new disciples we don't end with the clarification and when we when we don't end with the clarification 
because we're worried that, oh, we might lose somebody in the process because someone's going to get offended or get upset. Well, if they get offended and get upset, you never had them in the first place. Come on, y'all. <laughs> I mean, really? If they get upset and get offended, you never had them in the first place. Well, you know, I'm worried I might lose somebody in the process. And, you know, somebody might step away truly from God and might want to be embraced. If they get upset and get clustered, <laughs> all offended, because you wanted to be clarifying on some things, then you never had them in the first place. You never had them in the first place. So I think that when we teach and, 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 and when we're edifying and when we're, when, when we're bringing forth the word, if it's laid on our hearts to be clarifying something, to make sure that they clarify at the end, then do it. Don't beat around the bush with it. Don't, don't, don't withhold. Because see, now you're walking in disobedience. Because you were in, your, in, in, in that of the fleshness of you. You were that somebody going to get offended and all upset. Let them get offended and upset. Because if they do, you never had them in the first place. Oh, they might get upset and run. You know, and I might lose them. If they do, you never had them in the first place. Hear what I'm saying? Because at that point, when you have brought the word of God unto them, there should be some humbleness and meekness in that room. And if it isn't, you never had them in the first place. So what you see, it ain't going <laughs> to... Let me move on. Yes, my gosh. Yeah, but you never had them in the first place. Think about that, y'all. my brothers and sisters that notification was letting me know that we have reached that moment in the show it's time to bring forth the spiritual food for thought for this week and our spiritual food for thought for this week is as follows and everything i did i showed you that by this kind of hard work we must help the weak remembering the words the lord jesus himself said it is more blessed to give than to receive once again spiritual food for thought for this week and everything i did i showed you that by this kind of hard work we must help the weak remembering the words the lord jesus himself said it is more blessed to give than to receive huh. yes 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 Some or all parts of this week's message is quoted from Acts 20, 13, 16 through 35. And that's in the NIV. Once again, some or all parts of this week's message is quoted from Acts 20. And that's 13, 16 through 35. And that is in the NIV. One last time. Some or all parts of this week's message was quoted from. Acts 20, 
That's Scriptures 13, 16 through 35, and that can be found in the NIV. For more encouragement throughout the week, you can visit us over on these media platforms, Facebook, IG, and Twitter as Encouragement Daily Blog. Once again, Facebook, IG, and Twitter as Encouragement Daily Blog. And if you prefer to just be receivers of audio, you can do so through that of anchor.fm. And you find us there as Encouragement Daily Podcast. Once again, that's anchor.fm, Encouragement Daily Podcast. I think I'd like to just take this time, my brothers and sisters, to just really give a very blissful thinking, thankful uh, thank you to all those who have been supportive, uh, whether it's been just through prayer or, you know, through you listening to the messages, you know, tuning in every week to be received with other messages. Or, you know, I have seen you or uh, talked to you in person and you have shown uh, your your gratitude and thankfulness of the messages coming forth. I just want to take this time to say thank you. Uh, that is truly appreciated in more ways than one. Um, I am very grateful uh, to be able to have the opportunity to bring forth encouraging words. Uh, from that of God because we all going through something you know in our lives each and every day you know we all know that there's life issues that take place daily and constantly changing daily and we all face many troubles and problems and all kind of obstacles and we're challenged every second and moment of the day and you know some of it is foolery and a bunch of nonsense and, 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 and some of it can even be some of it can even be summed up as being just straight out witchcraft. But regardless of what it may be, or how it comes at us, my brothers and sisters, we are going through. And the word tells us that. And the word tells us that we're not alone for the body of Christ. Truly is suffering. But hey, fear not. Worry yourself not. What does the Lord say? The Lord says, be of good cheer. He says that, yeah, you're going to face some trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Because I've already overcome the world. Amen? So, he's already victorious. And we are victorious in that of Christ. So if we're already victorious, basically, my brothers and sisters, we're just kind of just going through. You get what I'm saying? We're just kind of just, just flowing through what's taking place. So once we, we, we learn that and allow ourselves to flow in that of the Spirit, the governance of that of the Spirit, then we, you know, this, this thing we call life will be a little bit more pleasurable for us to walk out. You know, we're going to have our moments. I mean, we all have our moments, and, and sometimes we, we might slip just a little bit of out of grace. You know, we might just, we might stumble just a little bit out of that from being saved. You know, we might slip just a little bit out of that holy chair. You know, and, and slip and say a word like, you know you by, and we catch ourselves. 
<laughs> so, but my brothers and sisters, the Lord is with us. He is with us. And our Heavenly Father said he will never leave us nor forsake us. So, with all this that we know, with all this understanding, with all this knowledge, with, with this encouraging and edifying and building up, and what we have as far as a guide to go by in that of Christ's life, in that of his ministry, my brothers and sisters, we should not allow anything in this world to cause us to stumble out of the peacefulness and blessedness of that of Christ. We should be able to stand steadfast in the peace that he has left unto us, in the faith that is ever building through all the promises that are being manifested unto us, and that with that, we are strengthening each and every day in that of our entrust unto God because he is a faithful God. So my brothers and sisters, as I end this podcast for this week, and I'm very thankful for your time to come forth and be in fellowshipping with me for this encouragement. May the remainder of your day be blessed with all things that God has laid out to be. And the rest of the week be more so on the Lord. And until the next time we come together for encouraging fellowship. Keep your heads up. Keep stepping as you have been created to step. Present yourself as greatness because you are great. I'm not talking about the boasting type great. I'm talking about the blessfulness and holy type great. Yes, my brothers and sisters. You are a royalty. Oh, my Lord. So don't give up. Amen. I love you. And God bless you. <music>